Okay. Hey, good afternoon again, everybody. Thank you for tuning in with Angie and I. Uh, the name of the series again, Angie? Rock of Recovery. Oh, Rock of Recovery, and that is my God and my Savior. Today, um, on lesson three, we're going to be talking about emotional roller coasters. If you know what that's like, of how we go up and down and up and down. If you've ever been around a person who's been in addiction, you will know about the roller coaster. And uh, for people that enable them, they get to ride the roller coaster ride with them and kind of create their own ride as well. And so we're going to be talking a lot today about crisis and temporary fixes, temporary relief and crisis and, and uh, how you go around the circle of that whole thing. So, Andrew, you want to kick us off here? Yep. The goal is to stop the roller coaster and let me off. Stop and let me off? What? <laughs> but I like I like the ride. I know, but it's like it's like you go to the top and then you're like, ah! <laughs> I went on this thing. I like the ride. <laughs> well, it's exhausting, and there's never really any resolution. Uh, number one, an emotional roller coaster is exhausting. There is never any real resolution. That's what you got to remember about this: that you are just riding the emotional roller coaster. There's right. not going to be any real resolution. No one's going to get better. You really are only riding the emotion of that up and down, ebb and flow. Um, any quick fix leads to another problem or a different crisis. That's right. An example of that, like for an enabler, like the quick fixes that led to another problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, quick. yeah. If you pay, if you pay them, if you get them out of jail, well, they didn't learn anything. And now you now the next time they get arrested, it's even worse. It's bigger. And it's, it's a bigger problem. The first DUI, you get them out. They didn't get any consequences. Well, now, now they're stealing your car or something like that. And now there's just more fees and fines and consequences because there wasn't a growth experience from it. Yeah. Uh, avoiding the hard work of recovery is usually only a temporary fix or a temporary relief that, yeah, I, I truly, I've, I was just thinking about this on the last one. Like if you paid your, your, uh, I pay my kids rent and you know, she relapsed and had a, or had a party weekend. They call they were partying. Yeah. There wasn't a party for a long time ago. And so they're partying. I pay the rent. They don't know how to grow up and get through anything. No temporary fixes here, guys. No temporary fixes. You think you're smoothing the path more on, but you're not. Well, and, and recovery is hard work there's a lot to do in recovery. Even for me as an enabler, it's hard work. I've been to stay on top of it or my, I start working through my emotions and not working through intelligence and reasoning and what's best for the long term. Yeah, so um, running is impulsive and only stops the anxiety for a moment. You gotta remember that. Yeah, we've talked about that. Lasting resolutions come from stepping out of dysfunctional, exaggerated and immature emotions and building lasting character changes through intentionally training your emotions and taking control of your life. Oh, wow. So this lesson will recognize your active thinking traps. No, addictive. Addictive thinking traps. Addictive. So whenever, whenever we get stuck in an emotion, it literally leaches chemicals in the brain, and now we're addicted to that emotion. You can be addicted to anger. You can be addicted to anxiety. So you got to break that, that cycle. So let's see what those addictive thinking traps are. That's part of the problem with this is that we tend to even as much as bad as anger is, as bad as fear is, you get addicted to the feeling and experience of them emotions. They become, those those that's emotions true. become dysfunctional friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna, you can tweet that one. Emotions can become dysfunctional friends. 
Yeah, I used to, I used to be addicted to like uh, pouting and brooding. And so when I get really overwhelmed, I just go to bed for a day. Of course, thank God this was 30 years ago and I don't do this anymore. But you know, that was just my, my day for me to just lay there and pout all day. And, and it took me a while, even when I stopped, I came to the Lord and got baptized about 30 years ago. And, and that was one of the first things that he corrected in me is now we're not going to do that anymore. Well, I realized that there was something empty, that that was like a little dysfunctional friend of mine. And now I had to find a different way to cope. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, they talk about if you want to, uh, you got to get off the pity pot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that little baby violin. <laughs> And if you get on your feet, you got to get off your butt. You know, right. some of these things really apply. And so, addictive thinking traps that make us powerless over anxiety. Number one, rationalizing. Yeah, I can rationalize anything away. <laughs> rationalize, minimalize, and justify. Right. That's those mm -hmm. are the three we talk a huge uh, about in recovery: rationalizing, minimizing, justifying. That we will tend to do that with everything. These are really, at the end of the day, they're all excuses. You're, you know, you're trying to justify your behavior. You're trying to uh, make reasoning for it, which is number two. And so reasoning, I always want to explain why I did what I did. Can you not just own it? <laughs> That's right. And then we start obsessing over other people and situations, trying yeah. to control people and trying to control circumstances and outcomes like we talked about before. And then we've got that self-pity and that broody, that broody moody stuff. My day, I don't want to do nothing. <laughs> Number six. Angry or bitter. That's another one you're talking about. You know, is as bad as anger is, we get addicted to being angry and the experience of that emotion, that these emotions are dysfunctional little friends and we tend to start to like them. Well, and anger immediately turns to bitterness and then bitterness turns to hatred. So if you have hatred, then start tracing it back to your bitterness and your anger. Don't forget that which we pay attention to grows. That's right. Attention to my anger, it grows. I pay attention to my, you know, like whatever it is. So um, fearful or anxious, here it comes. And then number eight, sulking and embracing melancholy. Number nine, there's no joy. There's no joy in this present moment. Instead, what we want to learn to do is stay in this present moment and enjoy everything that we're doing. Yeah, staying in the present is really the way to live. Um, the more that, you know, I live in the past, I always think of regrets, could have, would have, should have, um, you know, shame, guilt, remorse, and then living in tomorrow, I, I live in worry and anxiety of what may take place or what may happen. So living in the moment is really, really important. And just taking care of right what's right in front of you. Uh, sometimes we live in the moment, but we're, we're trying to fix everything and it robs us of the moment. Jesus was wise, and he said, uh, you know, don't think about tomorrow. Today has enough troubles of its own. And it does. <laughs> and it really does. Number 10. Uh, no, no, number, number, uh, yeah, number 10. Having to know future outcomes. <laughs> what's he, what's he going what's gonna to happen? What, do they say what they're going to do? And um, always having to know. State, that's where staying in the moment really helps and enjoying where you're at. And then just start moving forward, moving forward. Okay, here's my goals. This is the direction I'm going to move. And eventually you'll get that license back. You'll get those warrants dropped. Things will start happening is if you don't get stuck in that anxiety and then turn off and just shut down and start running again. So needing to see the big picture and certain success before moving forward, you, uh, you, you got to be uh, a steward of, I believe this, be faithful in the little, be rewarder of much. Right. And so, so you don't expect it all to happen and take place now. 
and, and knowing how successful you're going to be before you'll move forward. Be faithful in what you have and where you're at and move forward and, and it will progress and it will grow. So the successes will come by staying faithful in what you have where you're at. So then we have the, the pornography thinking, which that is just another addictive loop. And if you're not taking care of the anxiety thinking, if you're not taking care of these other rationalizing reason, reasoning, self-pity, brooding, obsessive, then you're going you're gonna to be stuck in other cycles like that too. So the exercise that I want you to do with your group is the, the uh, anxiety is a stop sign for you to slow down and process life. So what are your addictive thinking traps? So think about these addictive thinking traps we've just talked about and then talk in your group with each person about, okay, what is yours? So we're at application. So the application, anxiety can be as simple as undisciplined thinking, mm -hmm. mental replay or obsessing over negativity or trauma that you cannot control causes a rut in your brain and forms a habit. It leaches chemicals into your body that become addictive and you are incapable of stopping the constant replay. That's the sad part about all this. When this habit sets in, and how that cycle takes place. This could make anyone imbalanced or push them to substance use to stop the suffering. We are going to learn a four-step process to correct our thinking. And so, Angie, I'm to give you number one. Yeah, so what, what has happened is we formed a rut in our brain this, with this obsessing, and that's developed a habit. So now we have to break that habit. So whenever you sense that this is going on, I want you to, to think of four things, sowing and reaping, and what you're giving to others, because whatever you're giving, you're receiving, serving and then developing character so in galatians 6 7 and 8 says do not be deceived god is not mocked a man will reap what he sows the one who sows to please the sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction the one that sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap life and we talked about how you cannot abide in two things at the same time you can't abide in death and life at the same time you got to choose yeah um, a big part of this anxiety you're talking about, you know, a scripture comes to mind to me that talks about this casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And then it says this, it says, bring into captivity every thought. Every imagination. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's really what you got to work on here is casting down imagination. Right. So that's a discipline. That's a maturity skill, right? Yeah. Uh, well, and, and I always teach it well. Is, uh, I think it's hugely important, you know, that we're, that we're biblical listeners, getting the word of God inside of you. Mm -hmm. that, so you'll have that in you, and it combats most and, and pretty much all of this. If you'll have the word of God inside of you built up, it will combat all those negative thoughts. And, and right. Because it'll give you something bigger than you to think about. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah. the second Look, one. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead with the second one. Um, where am I? Number two. Principle number two. Uh, what you give others, you receive? Yes. Yeah. So what you give others, you receive. Give and it will be given unto you. That's Luke uh, 638, by the way. And I live off of that principle my whole life. Like I give away sobriety. And so I get sobriety. I give away, you know, good uh, life, you know, help people get jobs and cars and better life. So I'm always giving away a better life. And because I give away a better life, I receive a better life. So give and it shall be given unto you. Um, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with measure you use, it will be measured to you. Ooh, that's the funny thing about judgment. Be careful how you judge, lest it be measured back to you. 
right. the same measure you judge, it will be measured back to you. So I'm very careful about judgment, by the way. But uh, giving, you know, giving is very important. And go give away a good life and you'll get a good life. I believe in that. So yeah. what's in your cup yeah. is the question. Yeah. You, you cannot pour goodness from a broken vessel. No, you can't. Because there's nothing in it. There's yeah. nothing in it worth it while. So the third principle we want to learn is serving. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you in John 13, 14, and 15. So what could you do selflessly to serve somebody else today without any expectation of return? Um, I, the big book has a statement that says something about this. It says, uh, less an alcoholic um, perfected and enlarged on their spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, they surely couldn't stand the low spots and trials ahead. Mm. And, and so it's about serving. That's that, you know, it's right in there. Unless an alcoholic failed to, you know, perfect and enlarge on their spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others. I've always heard that whatever I need, I give. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I was told that. Like if I need love, I give love. If I need patience, I give patience. If I need if kindness, I give kindness. Yeah, it's right in there. And then so number four is develop character. This is the tougher one. This is where you really got to grow and quit accepting who you are. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. First Peter 2.21, choose a character trait to work on today. So number one, strong character needs to be chosen, practiced, and developed. It does not just happen. No, this is, this is, this is where repetition and, and, and long-suffering come in. You know, repetition, 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 you know, of perseverance, perspective, and, and you know, principle of life. Uh, character will direct your thinking and stabilize your actions and reactions. Christ-like character of humility, truthfulness, loyalty, kindness, courage, obedience, respect, compassion, generosity, contentment, flexibility, orderliness, attentiveness, steadfast, gratefulness, enthusiasm, endurance, determination, and dependability. These are all characters that are Christ-like that are good character for you to have. And you, like Angie said, they don't just come. Some things, um, as you give it over to God and you'll get freedom, you'll see things just go away. But these good character traits are things you really, and the word was up there to practice and develop. So you really got to practice these and you got to choose them. They need to be chosen. This is a decision, you know, like me being optimistic and being positive. That's a decision I make every morning when I wake up. That's not something that I am or something I, I just get to do. I make a decision for that. And I, I've done it and practiced it for so long. It's become part of my character. Right. Right. And, and I think what I want you to do in your groups is to choose one of these character traits and let every person choose one of these character traits that they want to work on this week. Yeah. And, and as you work on one, then you'll see some of these is like you put two or three of them together. You'll notice two or three others is just part of who you are right. because you started at, at these other good values and traits to you. So if you put two or three, four of them, these foundations come there. Other ones just start growing and coming out of you because of your building on positive new good life character skills. Well, and the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go and he will not depart from it. So if you have access to children, I want you to learn a character skill and then I want you to train that character skill. End of that. So in con conclusion, mentally practice recognizing an addictive thought pattern. And we have many of them. 
it is easier to stop it if you reject the thought within three to five seconds. Remember, casting down imaginations, recognize your thought patterns and practice working through the four steps. What am I sowing? What am I giving? Who am I serving? What character skill do I need to develop? Pretty simple. I love this lesson, yeah. Amen. So the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my, my God, God, my strength, strength in whom I trust. trust. Guys, there, yeah, there are so many things that you're never going to be able to figure out. There's Amen. so many things that we can't fix, that we can't change, that we can't control. And, and so we just got to let them go. And that's where we have to trust that God, God's got it, that yeah. he's bigger than us and he's got it. Don't you think? Yes, ma'am. And okay. so we thank you guys again for tuning in and we'll get back to you guys. The okay. so it's, it's enablersjourney.com yep. where you can find the PDFs. I even put up a seventh one this week and the YouTube's going to be Angie G Meadows. Yeah. And don't forget, this was lesson three. If you're looking for that PDF and we thank you guys for tuning in, please get this out to all your people and all your facilities. These are great lessons you can go through and good teaching skills and will really develop character in your people to get better. And we will see you soon. Thank you.